All right, everybody. Now. Are you going to do your intro in a French accent? They don't want that. I think they do. Uh, uh, you know. I want it a little. Do you hear that? She said she wants it a little. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, mon ami. Uh, welcome to a one with the films. I was going to go with more of a, uh, how you say, uh, elegant and non-offensive intro. But uh, my uh, my uh, diverse co-host said I should do it. Now it's turning into more of an Italian. Hey, how you doing? And it's some a more me, of a, Mario. It's a me, a Mario. It's a me, a pizza, pasta, mandolino. And uh, so, Ananastratore. And so... Okay, cool. Um, all right, so now that we got some of you out of here. Um, and so, uh, here's... <laughs> okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to One with the Films. We are talking today about uh, a wonderful film and... We hope that obviously, uh, you know, most of our uh, podcasts tend to be very, you know, lighthearted and funny. And, you know, that's at least our opinion. But, you know, we'll see where this one goes. This one, this was kind of an existential film. So I'm kind of in an existential mood. So I'm kind of questioning a lot of things. Uh, is magic real? Um, is Are love really real? Are, am I bi? Like Pride Month is uh, over. You don't have to pretend anymore, okay? Like... It's uh yeah exactly you know I can finally just take the necklace off and just take the flag down but you know it's one of those things that uh you know films like these kind of just make you reflect on the simple things like did I leave the oven on or you know just uh should I go to Edinburgh again did I really miss something by not becoming a magician and kind of going around and messing up somebody's car with a wash and goes I don't know. All stuff that everybody thinks about at least once in college. But mm. nonetheless, uh, here we are. We're here. We're having a good time. I'm Movie K-Man the Third, and I am your uh, handsomely dressed by in uh, a uh, waistcoat, a linen shirt, and uh, I have several rings on. I know what you're getting uh, at with and, this too, and don't do it. I'm going to be very angry at you. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm joined by a man of such wild style that unless you're watching the visual medium of this you can neither confirm nor deny uh what is, this man is wearing so uh i would love to introduce my wonderful co-host my nito latino my aussie with moxie uh naf would you like to introduce yourself to everybody over yes, here yes well for our audio listeners um we're watching the illusionist today which has uh, a, a character in a beautiful attire for the length of the film a wonderful tuxedo and to honor him um i'm actually wearing the exact same thing today um just specifically for our audio <laughs> listeners if you're listening on youtube and you're live um and you're seeing something different that's a filter i've just actually put a lens over the camera so it looks like a hoodie like it, it looks like i just came from the gym in reality um i put about 12 hours of effort into doing this makeup and wearing this tuxedo and doing my <laughs> nails just for you guys um but yes i'm naf i'm on second thought um i like watching films and then watching them again and seeing how my <laughs> mentality changes uh this one i've only seen once and all i have so far is depression so uh, really excited to talk about it um yeah it's a it's gonna be fun that's the kind of content you're gonna get with us you're gonna get existentialism we are going to make you think about death and we are going to make you think about mortality as well as just, you know, the longing melancholy that is the Scottish landscape. 
as well as uh, the French's um, taste in, I don't know, upbeat filmmaking. I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, we have someone here, an iridescent ray of beauty who has been on the show before. You already introduced me. And what are you why are you okay, sorry, me again? sorry, that's, sorry. Yeah, that's I, fair. Sorry, I gotta, about? Go, I gotta go down to the next note. Oh, and Kit's here. Um, and so, <laughs> <laughs> um, but an incredible person who has just obviously been on the show before showed us Labyrinth last time where we really got into David Bowie's bulge. And we had a fun time discussing all of the wonderful aspects of that. If you have not checked that out, go to Spotify. You can't find that episode. However, now she has brought or they have brought an incredible incredible film before us and i am so excited to be able to discuss it with all of you guys kit would you like to tell a little bit about yourself to the wonderful people who may or may not have known your content you want to do that just yes. introduce yourself hello my name is kit um i am a merrier place on youtube on instagram on TikTok, and mostly I yell at transphobes on the internet, but I also cosplay sometimes, and I also, yeah, and I also talk about movies that I like and games that I like and et cetera, et cetera. So I, and also I am a double Scorpio, so I brought this very melancholy, sad film to these uh, lovely gentlemen, and that's my fault, and that's on me. And I'm <laughs> and that's on super... You. And that's on me. And that's on being a Scorpio moon. Listen, so being a Virgo, I like pain. So, uh, you know. <laughs> that's so true. Yep. That's kind of where I'm at with this one. Like, that's kind of just where I'm at with this. But, and 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 uh, it should be said that you also are, uh, such of the films at your defense, you also are the Hobbit's number one. Uh, you're the, bra the Hobbit's bravest soldier. Like, you are that's truly true, yeah. the... You truly will defend that Hobbit trilogy with your life, and I respect the hell out of it. I, I will, and do, do not at me, because I'll at you right back if you want to talk about The Hobbit. It's a joyous time if you just view it. Like a Dungeons & Dragons campaign, but that's for a different time. That's a different discussion. It's incredible. I will like, go if out you... on a limb and say, um, the first Hobbit film, um, I adore so much. Like, And I for saw sure. Desolation of Smaug seven times in the theater and um seven seven what's okay hold no. on what is the you watched la la land seven times theaters? i watched it la la land. four times uh mine was the force awakens i saw the force awakens seven times how much uh, what about you Kay? i saw la la land seven times in the theaters <laughs> i saw this is okay that's Let's cool okay but anyway moving speed on it out. speed it out no no what when you see what'd you see I what'd you see i saw I saw The Return of the King 17 times in theaters. What? That is amazing. And I saw The Force Awakens at a close second 14 times in theaters. Wow. That's amazing. I love I wish I, Naf, anyway. I feel like we have rookie numbers. We do. I feel like we, we have we rookie do. numbers. We need to we need to bump those up. <laughs> you got to pump those numbers up, pal. You got to um, pump those numbers up. Wow. that is very impressive, uh, Kit. Uh, I I wish I'd seen a movie that many times in the theater. Um, but funnily I'm so enough, cool. I, have I, a lot. I have a lot of friends. So. <laughs> I didn't. Um, hey, same. I I saw Star Wars. Moving on. Um, Star Wars was an easy one to jump into. Um, but the the I don't know. I was gonna say the Last Jedi, the Lord of the Rings, and um, Harry Potter because they had a lot more magic. My parents were like, "That's not happening." So I didn't watch them until I was an adult, uh, and they'd already been yeah. well out, you know. Um, so. 
the, in more the ways first than time one. that I watched Lord of the Rings, it, the first Lord of the Rings film that I watched in the theater was The Hobbit. And then recently at the IMAX in Melbourne, um, they did a, um, they did a, a marathon of the three films. So I got to watch them all in IMAX. And a few you years ago- You son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, oh a few gosh. years ago, um, they did a marathon of all six films. This stream is in done. A local this st- crappy like, you guys actually saw those movies in the theater? And yes, yeah, like, so I've seen. I've seen. Okay, so Lord of the Rings in Go in ahead. a crappy theater, and they did a twenty four hour stream of all of them. So I sat in a theater for twenty four hours, and we watched one, two, three, four, five, six back to back. All the extended that is editions. That's my dream. Um, Gorgeous, that was brilliant. beautiful, iconic. Fun fact. <laughs> I did that the same day that Twin Suns came out, uh, the Rebels episode. Um, so, um, yeah. Um, in between, in the gap, because they did one, two, three, and then a gap, and then four, five, six. In the gap, I watched that Rebels episode as well, and then I went back That's... and watched the rest of it. It was a great day. It was a great day. That's beautiful. That's mm. absolutely beautiful. Yeah, but, I... Uh, I don't care amazing. about your pain anymore. I don't care about it. Like I, I have no sympathy for you as your friend. Like, like we are demoted to acquaintances now. Like okay, that cool. is that uh, is hey, like. Kit, do you want to start a podcast? Um, actually, that being I said, would love to. Uh, Kit, welcome back as my co-host. I love having you here. We actually have a special guest today. Um, what? Um, sorry, what's your name again, buddy? Who are well, you? Yeah. What uh, were you? Well, what um, were you? you know, Hi, uh, what's up? Yeah. Uh, my my name is uh, my name is uh, Kay. Uh, um, you know, I movie came out the third. Okay. And um, you know, Bad Batch mm-hmm. and uh, you know, uh, Batter Call Saul. Sure. Why uh, are you here? Why are you here? Like that. But not um, like a Lord of the Rings I, marathon. You didn't do that. You didn't yeah, do that. No, no, no. Like I want to, but like it just hasn't come up. It just was a. It was a. Um, mm-hmm. I just heard you guys were talking about the Illusionist, and a friend of mine showed it to me. Oh, like yeah. I thought that this would be like uh, we could kind of like go about that. I think that that would work. So anyway, well, guys, so, uh, too, so. Well. let's talk about, so, oh, okay. Let's talk about something that I okay. am just, let's talk about something else that I'm emotionally crushed by. Um, so here's the thing. Um, this is a film made by, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you started it. You started it. You set the tone with the roast. I, you had it coming for you. Fair enough. It's not even fair enough anymore. Fair it's enough. Still coming for uh, you. How's that? How's that hoodie treating you? Anyway, so um, <laughs> as we kind of are going with this, um, the French made a film, and the French, being the <laughs> wonderful people that they are, hmm. um, Very Very decided kind. to uh, you know destroy all of us, and uh, they released it in 2010, and Nav has something to say about it mm. that's true that's I where you also. take the that's that's the where you take the French bike people. i suppose yeah well french um, people also very good at rioting and protesting god bless them so noted, noted. god if bless I, him I, god bless him hey listen riot, guillotine hell of an idea like <laughs> um so for the uninitiated lame is love that um, like, uh, <laughs> have you guys seen that video where they slow down hugh jackman singing in lame is I actually have a lot of opinions about that movie. Adaptation. We don't have the and time for all of my. Don't we don't we have, have the time, the time for today. like all of my thoughts mm-hmm. on that adapt adaptation. Yeah, fair enough. For um, our visual yeah, listeners, I'll give a little bit of an, an example. <laughs> okay, noted. <laughs> uh, well, Tom for the Hooper, uninitiated. I could be one of your actors. 
for the uninitiated, welcome to One with the Films. Uh, today we're doing another episode of the weekly watch list. Which if you're is uninitiated, I'm sorry this is the episode you started I, on. Yeah, that's. It was always going to be unhinged with the three of us. It just it wasn't going to be possible. Yeah, it might, yeah I'm sorry. That's, that's why they love us. Though. Don't apologize. Yeah. Literally, we would do this the same thing if it was just the two of us. Yeah, it's that's like fair. it's fine. I t I'm not sorry, actually. I've never been sorry in my there life. You there you go. Continue. <laughs> um, well, for the uninitiated, um, this is the weekly watch list where Kay and I force each other and you to watch one of our personal favorite films with the goal of introducing each other to something we adore. Uh, and if by chance we can do the same thing for you, well, you know, there's nothing better than that. Uh, from time to time, we'll also bring on uh, somebody with uh, much better taste than us to introduce us to one of their favorite films and jump on in with us and talk about what makes it special to them. Uh, perfect little slice of the day where a bunch of nerds can obsess over the art form we adore and we're so glad to have you with us if you are. If you're not, you're not hearing this, so it's kind of irrelevant. It's a moot point. Um, this week, uh, we're watching The Illusionist, or we watched, sorry, The Illusionist, which came in 2010. And if you Google The Illusionist, this film won't be the first one that comes up. You'll see a different film come up and that's not the one that we watched. So it's the animated film, The Illusionist from 2010. Um, and before I go into some fun facts about the film, um, Kit actually brought this film along, and Kay and I had not seen it, so it was a new introduction to us. Um, and I would love to know, uh, just from you personally, Kit, in excruciating details, why do you hate us? Why do you like hurting us um, when we've shown you nothing but love? Uh, because I, uh, am, as I previously mentioned, uh, am a Scorpio. I have a Scorpio sun, Scorpio moon, so that's just part of my who I, I am as a means. person. Uh, <laughs> honestly me either but um so okay <laughs> i yeah, i didn't want to hear it now because we were just talking about how we love sad music and sad boy music so gotcha, you, you're, on, gotcha, you're on the level you're on the level and i know it but i so i saw this first of all i've always liked melancholy things so eh, there's that really hmm. just interesting yeah just I had, a little bit I had no idea, I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> but i saw this movie for the first time, I saw it in theaters at a local theater in Tucson, Arizona called The Loft. Shout out The Loft. I'm sure they're listening because uh, I'm their biggest fan. Uh, and Did I you just like call to, them or like go anymore. to the theater and go, hey, guys, I just want to let you know I'm on one with the films this weekend. Just just in case you're wondering. It's like the most popular podcast ever. You guys should yeah. probably listen to it. Nah, I think you just uh, need to tag them in whatever post like this. This ends up being just tag them in here for no listen. reason. They do. Killer. They do have an Instagram. I think I also talked about the loft when I was here last time because I've seen, I've watched the labyrinth. Dude, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, I really like the loft. Anyway, um, and it was uh, showing there. It was like the only theater it was showing at. I used to watch like every single movie that was nominated for Oscars. I don't really do that anymore because a lot of them aren't very good. But that's a whole other discussion. Uh, but it, yeah, like it was the same year that a lot of. A lot, yeah, there was a Pixar movie, so I was like, there's no way this movie's gonna win. But I wanted to watch it. I went with my ex, and like, I just, the music, the animation, it just made me feel some type of way. Mm. And so then oh, I got it on Blu ray. I have also, shout out to another local Tucson, Arizona business, because I bought this soundtrack, like a physical copy of it, at Bookman's in no Tucson, way. Arizona, which I was, I was actually very shocked that I found it because literally no one ever talks about this movie um but the soundtrack is beautiful the animation is beautiful i just love that feeling of like nostalgia and melancholy it's just one of my favorite ways to feel like when i watch a movie mm. yeah, um, pain reminds you you're alive so i just 
for sure. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's just beautiful. And then uh, I think it was like a few months ago, there was like a video that um, you guys posted about like, oh, like, what's a movie you have like that you love that like people haven't seen. And I was like this one. And then you were like, do you want to come back on the podcast? And I was like, yes, let's be in pain together. And that's my full story of my life. I love with it. this movie. It's beautiful. Yeah, let's be in pain together. Is a, I think that that's got to be the tagline to this episode. It's got to be let's yeah. be. In pain. That's that's it's, that's it's that's Samwise Gamgee looking you deep in your soul and going, share the load, share <laughs> the load. <laughs> but um, yes, to that point, Naf. Uh, obviously, talking about it. Uh, do you have any facts for us about this film? Facts? No, I have none. I have some things that I've made up. Um, so that'll be fun. All right, cool. Um, go ahead. Sure. And yeah, just a yeah, reminder: none of, none of this is yeah, accurate. I made, I made it all up. No, I'm kidding. So some fun Nothing's facts real. about uh, <laughs> the Illusionist. Uh, released in 2010 and directed by Sylvain Chomet, it was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature alongside How to Train Your Dragon and Toy Story 3, which inevitably took home the award. Uh, sandwiched between two of the biggest and best animated films of all time, I can understand why you may not have heard of this one. Um, not everyone has a loft in Tucson, Arizona, where they can go and check out all of the Oscar-nominated animated films. Um, but you have been missing out. Um, this film has <laughs> That's a... something that no one said ever is like, damn, Arizona got something we ain't got. Like, just... Wild, right? Wild. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, this film has a 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb from only 36,000 reviews. It's got a meta score of 82, and it also has a 3.8 out of 5 on Letterboxd. Um, which users of the app will know is the ideal score if you want to have a good time with a film. Any higher than that, it's pretentious. Any lower than that, garbage. Uh, so 3.8 is the number. Um, the film is based on a previously right. unproduced script that was written by Jacques Tati, uh, and it depicts an animated version of himself. Uh, the film features minimal dialogue and tells an intimate and realistic depiction of the struggles of an artist and art form after it's no longer in demand. Uh, the animation style is reminiscent of the Disney Renaissance era, while also introducing some newer technologies like CG to craft a uniquely beautiful work of art. With only 17 million US dollars to its name, it brought home some disappointing results. At only 6 million USD at the box office, after opening in only three theatres to a $38,000 opening weekend. It peaked its release at 206 theatres and ended up making 2.2 million US domestically and 3.8 million international for a total of six. Uh, and 13 years later, we finally caught up, thanks to Kit. You're welcome. <laughs> what can I yeah. say? They got a little bit of like, they got a little bit of like uh, residuals from us renting the film. Yeah, I mean, like, I paid sure. $5 for out of pocket sure. first, are you We're... kidding me? Absolutely, absolutely. Not fair. I feel you know, like wasn't was this also the year that Tangled was nominated as well? No. Was that, that the I think year that was after the year before. The year before. If I'm not mistaken. Remember, yeah, it was like I couldn't remember exactly because time uh, isn't real. So <laughs> for sure, let me just see. Here. Let me just see here. I I'm just came curious. in 2010 no, as well, me. but when I looked up on IMDb, it said the only animated films were um, Toy Story and uh, How to Train Your Dragon. But that being said, it doesn't feel like enough. Well, those were the ones that was nominated against, right? Yeah. This may have I could be Which wrong. Which is like, it's not even fair. Honestly, every year, if there's a Pixar movie that's nominated, you might as well just accept that that's going to win. It and usually like it's... Wasn't nominated. You're Spider-Verse. 
Oh, it dude. was nominated for best original song. Um, That's what it was. I think they were both. Uh, I think Toy Story three and Tangled were out for best original song mm. that year. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's sort of like around. You're right about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I love Tangled, but that's for another. That's for another show. Um, you, you're just dropping hints oh, of all the other episodes. You Tang- can do. Tangled educated <laughs> me on the important art of gaslighting. Anyway, and so anyway. Uh, as we kind of go on with that, uh, not like I can relate to that. Now, here's the thing. So, Naf, is that the end of your fun facts? And um, now do I get to talk about the history of France? Yes. All right. So here's the thing. France was founded in 1942. And uh, that's absolutely not true. Uh, so now here's the thing. I think your numbers uh, might be a little off, just by a little. Nah, it's classic Listen, white people I, making I, up I facts. I went to school. I think it's fine. Uh, absolutely. Uh, so now, as we uh, kind of talk about this film, I didn't know fuck all about this film. Hmm. I was just like, you know, I had heard you recommend it, and when I was looking mm-hmm. up the date, I was trying to figure out like, oh, 2010. Okay, interesting. And then now it's kind of seeing like kind of all how it all ties together. I was really excited because of it being a French animated film. I love seeing animation from different countries and the different sensibilities. And so overall, I really didn't know what I was in for. I didn't know if it was going to be like a very dialogue heavy film. I didn't know what I was going to be in for. And certainly this was not what I was expecting mm-hmm. in the best of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you said, like it, it, it is kind of has that melancholic feel to it, but it is, it, it has a very interesting message, which uh, I'm excited to dive more into with both of you. But uh, I guess, Naf, what were your first impressions of the film and kind of going into it? So we were talking about this just before stream. Um, and I was asking Kid about how, like, it did really remind me of that Disney Renaissance era. And particularly yeah. what I found really interesting is that Kit and I compared it to the exact same film. Um, the Aristocats. Uh, that's mm-hmm. like the animation style, and obviously you know, it's a little old timey, and you know you've got cars and people. Like the way they designed the characters. The frog. I-, I see that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was that kind of like yeah that that vibe. And I remember watching it, and I was just like, this feels, this feels like traditional cell animation. It doesn't feel like it was done on a computer. And I've been looking up. Um, like the art for it as well. And I can't find whether it was animated traditionally or whether it was on a computer. Probably just was on a computer with the intent to make it look like that. But um, there's heaps of like art and like animation sketches that you can see online of how they crafted the characters. And it is it is beautiful. It is a re- like a work of art. Um, I thought it was really interesting how the film opened in like black and white. And I was like, oh, is it going to be like, you know, like, this this one we got okay cool um, yeah I, I'm in and I was also confused because uh, the audio said it was in French and then it opened it was like presenting the illusionist and I was like that's not French <laughs> no like, that's English with a French accent yeah, yeah. Why, um, that's not that's not French I don't know why you and McGregor just popped out from behind the curtain he's like be our guest yeah. <laughs> um, but I also noticed. Um, it had me thinking about one of the episodes of Visions that dropped, um, Screech's Reach. Uh, it was a Scottish animated one. Um, just really similar, like, visually in like, t- terms of that kind of style as well, um, which I thought was, yeah, beautiful. And same, I didn't quite know what to expect going in. Um, and people were talking, and I couldn't understand them, and subtitles weren't coming up, and I was like, 
what what's happening here? Am I not in on the joke? And I look at the subtitles, the subtitles English. I'm like, okay. Uh, and then I realized that it was all gibberish. <laughs> yeah. Um, so For sure. I haven't seen anything like this before. Um, Truly. Is one of the key parts. Uh, and one of the things that stood out to me, especially as well, was the score. Um, and like he was saying, yes. enough to go and buy it separately and own it. Like, yeah. So good. Um, it was really, really cool. Um, that's my initial yeah. thing. And, and going back to obviously when you saw this film for the first time, uh, Kit, like, mm -hmm. uh, I want to know kind of when you saw this, what your first impressions were. If you can kind of remember back to that, like, kind of, obviously, yeah. it stuck with you. So I'm very curious just kind of like in that moment of kind of experiencing this for the first time, the, the things that really stuck out to you, the moments there. I'm just curious to know where your head was at. This is interesting because I was just talking to my husband about this because when I first watched it, I mean, the score has always stuck out to me and the animation has always stuck out to me. And I've always been like ever since, I mean, literally since I was a kid, I've loved just like, I love slow movies i love just mm. taking in and appreciating that and i love atmospheric things a lot um i was like a huge fan of like sofia coppola's marie antoinette when it came out because it's all vibes mm. all just <laughs> aesthetic all music Pure just vibe. taking that in yeah I, I just love living off the vibes <laughs> but like oh for sure um, just raw dog and our mental health I, right now living off the vibes we got this living oh, off yeah. the vibes um, <laughs> 2023 <laughs> And I'll do it vibes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and I, so those were the things way. that initially stuck out was just the the atmosphere and I oh, that that feeling of just and this is why like Edward Scissorhands has always been one of my favorite movies since mm -hmm. I was a kid because it makes you feel mm -hmm. a type of way. It's like a mixture of like nostalgia for something you don't even remember yeah. and melancholy. Like just kind hands. of. <laughs> when, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, I remember hey, listen, that happened. Yeah, that was crazy. Like that's that's just you know it's that's the thing. Okay, when you, you gotta try it. Like, what do you mean? You by go that? through those difficult teenage years, and do you have something you need to say to us though? That like, do I no? have something I need to say? Listen, I I have plenty of things I need to say. None which should be said, but they but they will they will be said probably should, later on. Yeah, I need to say them. I'm not going to because I don't want this to be blocked uh, on TikTok. Uh, anyway. You know. <laughs> The you same, know, the shadow banning on a TikTok live before, crazy though. thing. It, it, you know, yeah, I don't think enough. he can be blocked. I don't think he can. I mean, you know, you know, exactly. like, let's try. And so, yeah, when you're scrolling a little too late at night and you're like, is this allowed? And then you're yeah. like, well, I'm watching it now. So, for sure. Anyway, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I just, I love, I love the, I love the music. I love. The animation i love but i think what stuck out to me the first time around was more i was because i was really young i was like a teenager when i watched it the first time mm. and i kind of remember viewing it more from the eyes of 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 alice the girl and like her being like having all this like oh i want magic in the world and i want to like go see the big city and the lights and all and then when i and i told my husband this when we rewatched it before uh we did the stream i was like Watching this as an older, jaded 30-year-old is a little bit different because I am totally uh -huh. viewing it from his side of things now. Yeah. And I'm just like, the way that like the world just makes you monetize your, you know, art and until you don't 
want to do it anymore and it just takes the joy and magic out of it and 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 so i've 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 kind of come around where i see both both sides of it now and that's kind of interesting but this movie is so actions speak louder than words and it never i i when i was watching it in theaters even as a teenager i just didn't even like compute that there wasn't dialogue while i was watching it because i was so immersed in just like like it's like i it's like i was like oh yeah there's no dialogue moving on because it was just so beautiful and i just immediately was like in it and i just yeah it just it got me from the get-go um and i listened to the soundtrack a lot and uh i think that you mentioned something about this gay earlier of going back to edinburgh i listened to this soundtrack when I went on my Edinburgh trip and we were also driving through like Ireland and I was listening to it. So this soundtrack just really has a lot of nostalgic feelings for me. Mm. Uh, oh yeah. I was going to bring up my own Edinburgh trip about Oh, this. please uh, do. Yeah. Cause I actually, was like, Oh, when um, you said that, I was like, don't, Oh yeah. Don't do it. Um, so next actually, point, okay. uh, what were you saying again? All right. No. I, I actually <laughs> All do. Right. Um, I, I thought while I was guys. watching this, that it would make you feel a little nostalgic there. Um, okay. So I would love to hear some of your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, watching this, uh, uh, last year, uh, my buddy was actually listening to the stream. Now, um, uh, we went with a couple of our friends over to, uh, Scotland for a trip. We were basically going to Edinburgh for a couple of days, Inverness and do the Highlands and then go to England. And I had always wanted to visit you know, like uh, kind of the Scotland, Ireland, the kind of these lands that just, you know, I've always thought about. And we stayed in Edinburgh. And when I landed, it was night. And uh, so I walked to our Airbnb uh, kind of along the streets there and didn't quite notice kind of what the Airbnb where we were at. And in the morning, I had jet lag and I got up before a little bit of everybody else took my camera outside uh wanted to get a bite to eat and i get outside and now if you know that rock formation it's in the uh thumbnail the big kind of jutting out of the almost ground kind of very flat uh that's called arthur's seat uh that's the name of the formation and um that was like there was an alleyway I, I walked down the stairs i open up and perfectly framed in this like archway is arthur's seat that i had no clue was there so i just am over here just seeing this beautiful landscape just right away as i step out there so seeing that represented so accurately yeah like that was the thing because like actually going to edinburgh was like i know where that is I know where that is. Like, I actually know that you're not just like using Edinburgh as a setting and kind of just, you know, throw it there. I'm like, these are actual streets. Yeah. Like, these are actual things. Yeah. I'm and looking at images of it now, and like, yeah, that shot as he's like walking back down with the city in the background. It's like, it's, yeah. It's yep, like, that's it. One. Um, I think I think there's a song on the soundtrack called Arthur's Seat too. Um, <sighs> it's yeah it's beautiful like it's just it's so good i just love it so much and it's so funny because as you guys both brought up about the magic i don't know if this was intentional it is a french film and filmmaker uh, so i i don't know with the scottish element to it which i think it's very particular because 
going to Scotland, I have never been in a place that I have been more convinced that magic is real. Like Scotland is a very deeply magical, mythical place. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a very particular choice for a film about magicians and the concept of, you know, almost capitalism destroying a, a person's passion. And it was very interesting that it was like the landscape, though, is one of the most magical landscapes I've ever seen. And yeah, I don't know if Kate, you got the same impression, but it just it made me think about everything kind of a meta way where I was like, I don't know if that was the intention, but that was certainly something that having been there, I was very curious about that choice. I feel like it's just definitely. And I think you see it in the movie too, because when he goes to like the little Island off of Scotland and Mm -hmm. everyone's like super into what he's doing and he's just come from like these bigger cities. Like, and I mean, like I've been to Paris, I I love Paris, but it's just like bigger cities just tend to move with the times a lot faster and like rural, even areas, even like outside of Edinburgh. And like, so he goes to this little Island and like, everyone's like, this is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen actually. Like, that's rad and everyone's partying and everyone's enjoying and, she, and and the girl alice is like this is real and i could see that like just it's like you are like living just so off the grid in comparison to everything so you're like i don't really like it's like oh if we can like listen to the new band cool but they're not like i don't really yeah. care that much it's just whatever is entertaining right yeah and whatever sure. like brings entertainment to the day and so i yeah i didn't think about that before but i could see that being a more intentional choice of like when you see him kind of when you see people like appreciating him it is when he's not in these bigger cities it is when he's more off the grid in these more like beautiful landscapes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. rather than surrounded by like architecture and stuff uh yeah that makes a lot of sense actually i didn't think about that before but yeah well like well and now i'm wondering about your own kind of experience watching this and the landscapes obviously changing in so many different ways i'm curious to know kind of your you love animation and you Mm -hmm. love the style and again kind of as kit says and i think both of us are of of the same mind i do love a slow burn of a film they're not my always my go-to but like when they hit they hit yeah and when it when it is the kind of vibes as as so elegantly put uh (laughs) when it is just soaking in the vibes i do think that uh i do think that this film and, and in general you tend to really appreciate that kind of aspect so i'm very curious to know with your take on the landscape and the landscapes portrayed and you've never been to scotland correct uh no i nearly went um post london i nearly extended by a couple of days but ended up coming home instead yeah gotcha And, and so with that i'm curious to know obviously since you haven't been there what your impression was with that landscape and how it tied into the actual um yeah like because it's just it's a very meaningful thing to me which but it's i want to know if that worked for someone who hasn't been there um yeah i mean weirdly enough i wasn't actually thinking about like the like locales too much while i was watching it like i was in the moments but somehow as they went from like city to city it wasn't really so like i don't think it was until i literally just saw big ben and i was like oh they're in london cool like i wasn't even thinking about like (laughs) scotland or anything like that i was like oh there's a guy in a kilt and then he gets on a boat and then he's doing shows in a bar like i wasn't actually thinking about the places um to the point where again mm-hmm. i didn't know arthur's seat existed until you know 10 minutes ago um so for me <laughs> they were just beautiful animated spaces like 
you could have told me they were all fake and made up and I would have gone, yeah, fair enough. Paris mm-hmm. isn't real. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Yeah, so in that sense, like, while I was taken aback by the beauty and the art itself, um, it kind of wasn't much more for me in that space because, like you said, like, I, I haven't been there. It wasn't like I could recognize those things. Um, but on the previous point you were talking about, about slow burns, um, just before going on stream, we were talking about After Sun as well. And I think that it's very similar in that sense where you get a vibe through the film. And it's kind of not until... It's kind of not until the credits roll uh, on both these films that you kind of get what just happened. Um, yeah. It's like I was also explaining to you just before we started the stream as well how this film isn't very long. And it, at the yeah. point at which it ends, it feels almost like the midpoint of the film. Like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is the, the moment where we go, all right, things are going downhill. If this were a rom-com, we'd have about half an hour left and it would come back around and we go... Look at that. Exactly. If anything else, you know, I watched um, No Hard Feelings um, a couple days ago with Jennifer Lawrence um, oh, that just came out. I'm so excited to watch that. <laughs> um, I love yep. a rom-com. Yeah. Um, and in that, you know, it follows the structure of things. At a certain point, things kind of ebb and flow and you go, that's 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 how the story Yeah, works. there's like a format and yeah. it's like comforting because you yeah, have the format, sure. right? It almost feels so you know. like... Yeah. It kind of hurts you more that it kind of you, you don't you don't know what happened from there. It's like, all right, this was happening, and we're this, on a train, and yeah. And this that is being another. Said, um, I want I'll come no, to your point as well, but like that kind of last moment he has on the train with the. Um, I, I don't know if I maybe mis misread the scene, but like they the kid drops its pencil, um, mm-hmm. and he picks up the pencil and he looks at his, which is longer. Um, and in my mind, I was like, oh, he's going to do like a trick and give her like the longer pencil and be like, look, magic is real. And he does a little magic trick for her, but still gives her her pencil back and puts his away anyway. And that moment I was yeah. like, oh, like, yeah, I don't think you're misreading that at all. Oh my God, <laughs> dude. Like the way, uh, but it, it, it hit, it hit in a very way that I was like, how dare you? Yeah, yeah. It, just, it aligns it, with it the was last. Just, it was just um, a truly just a fuck you, man. Like, yeah, son of it, it aligns bitch. with the last message he left in "Magicians Don't Exist," and you know he tells yeah. um, her that brutal, and then almost like he's like, "I need to, yeah, like I need to like, give this part of my life up." And that was kind of like the last little like I've got it like a little bit left here, but like this is it. This is done. Um, it's like this is all I can give you. This is yeah. all I have left. I'll give yeah. you what I can, but it's I'm not gonna make it more than what it is. Mm. And like, yeah, I was gonna say like just going back to just the kind of movies I like, and I I kind of like things that are just like and anyway, fuck you, goodbye. Uh, yeah, because I it's love like every the movie No Country. Had. Fair enough. <laughs> oh God, I love the movie No Country for Old Men. And oh. that is just a devastating movie. And I was really young when that came out too. And I remember like sitting in a theater with my friend and like just watching people get up and leave because they were like, "I'm so bummed out." And I was like, "This movie's great. I love it." Like, because I, don't know, I realized you just was, need a little. You need a that little was a movie that kind of that movie really made me realize how either I'm able to compartmentalize or it's the neurospicy nature of it because i was just obsessed with that movie for like as soon as i saw it i was I like i was watching i would i would watch it like in on like an ipad on the way to like a show choir thing at some point <laughs> i showed it to someone 
And I had just watched it enough that I'm just desensitized to like all the violence in that film. And yeah. somebody sees the opening scene and it's They're just like, like nope, I think I'm good. And I'm like, yeah. Oh shit. I'm, I'm deeply broken and just go yeah. <laughs> like, no, movies and like that I are never like... fixed. Yeah, people, movies like that are right. People are like, oh, Kit doesn't get to choose the movie tonight. Kit doesn't get to choose the movie tonight. Because I remember when I first lived with people, I was like, let's watch Catching Fire. It's fun. It's my favorite Hunger Games movie. And they were like, are you, fu- I don't, that is like an upsetting movie. Like, I don't want to watch correct. all these. And I was like, I was it's like, the best but one. it's not the best one. But it you're correct. It's the best one. Yeah, right? I know. <laughs> just say it louder. Can you repeat that? I'm just... I'm just uh, best uh, Kit, you are correct. <laughs> uh, the funny thing that I found about Catching a Fire yeah. was I watched the first film, and the first film was like, I was like, yeah, good, it's fine, it's cool. Um, and then I went to the cinemas to watch the second film, and I was like, it fixed everything that didn't work it's, in the first right? film. Like, it's just, you learn from your mistakes, one. and you did it. And then yeah. the next ones, after that, I read all the books... I read Mockingjay in one day. I just woke up, read until I slept. <laughs> um, and that was a great experience. And then the movies came and I was like, I don't think I'm going to read books before I watch movies anymore. It's, it's a, it's a, sometimes it, it's, yeah, it's a rough one. Sometimes it's rough. And I, I, I feel like I have to very much, uh, because I'm such a, book person and i mm. read a lot of books so i'm very much a person that has to like mentally be like they're adapting it and it's going to be different and that's okay and they need to change some things it doesn't always work but oh that's gorgeous. a really nice set actually they've got colored pages that actually is so yeah um yeah but catching fire was my favorite book and my favorite movie yeah that so was the same but the illusionist sorry yeah anyway sad movies your point, but, but to your, it's but the to illusion your point, of us like, being on topic for more than five minutes straight i can't we all don't we all have like adhd listen i can't this oh is for a, sure can only do so this much. is a neurodiverse can only podcast do so much. Yeah. this is a neurodivergent <laughs> queer podcast and that's like that's and that's just that's just what the vibe i should just change the name of it from one with the films to the spectrum because we're all on it yeah that, honestly, that's true listen. one with the spectrum and that's uh one with the queers one with the queers which is also i just want to specify because some people are going to be like listening to the beginning when i was like i like the first i like the hobbit movies and they're going to be like you like books blah blah blah. i'm I'm saying you have to watch it not as an adaptation of the books that's what i'm saying i don't know nobody at me (laughs) listen here's the thing if you if you at kit you're only adding to her algorithm or god damn it i'm so tired i'm so sorry kit no (laughs) it's absolutely okay i'm at this point honestly where i'm just like any and all pronouns are fine i don't exist fair enough fuck yeah dude good one bro uh for sure man like i just yeah i literally (laughs) hell yeah brother hell yeah brother hell yeah brother let's talk about the illusionist so did you i also have a crushing sense of like existential dread when you realized this fucker just put money in an envelope and just a little sheet of paper that said magic isn't real and then had a moment of that's also in english so he had to translate that and then he had to like write it down for her. I, okay. And also, so this is another- brother, I need a question. I have a serious question because in order to, 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 to truly understand, 
I'm tired today, guys. I didn't know is is this his daughter or like is this like is Alice who's Alice to him? Who okay, is Alice on, to him? I really have an answer to this. So Thank reading you. about reading about the background of this movie, the reason uh 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 Chaumet decided to do it, as allegedly, I don't I've read a few things about how this was kind of like allegedly. a uh, a love story kind of to his daughter because he wasn't around a lot and so it was kind of just like his almost like atonement to his daughter oh. I believe so it's so very Alice much a father to be his a daughter, daughter figure yeah and so yeah. that's why he is like okay like and I think the 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 vibe is like she's like she's kind of an orphan she's just working at this tavern this guy yeah, comes in she thinks that he can do like real magic and so she goes with him and then he feels responsible for her and is trying to be like trying to keep that alive like he's like is but he's doing all of the stuff on this because he's like it's not it's just sleight of hand it's not real and i want but i want her to think it's real so he's taking all these odd jobs and he's like getting into financial ruin because he wants to keep this like magic alive for her and then he finally just like dries up because the world is just shit to artists yeah Anyway, <laughs> I really like the sequence where um he's doing his um like you know, he's doing a little bit of a show in like the storeroom or whatever it is, and there's yes, that, yeah, the white man no um who goes <laughs> get me with his agent, and I was like oh he's gonna like make it, and then there was something about it. I was like this is animated so weird like why is he he like got the job and the guy shook the agent's hand and then our illusionist is like. And go, I was like, why is he doing yeah. that? That's so weird. The and then it thing. hard cuts to him in the window doing promotion. And I was like, oh. With like perfume dude. and like, and it's just like, yeah. And it's just that thing. And I was talking to my husband about this where I was like, and listen, I'm just like a vigorously anti-capitalist person. So sorry for anyone that doesn't like that. How do you feel about Do we strike I, you as a, a particularly wrong. pro-capitalist podcast? Do we strike right. as like, I'm as like. like and, I just, it's this that is your choir thing, preach. Yeah, where like people that have art as a passion, and this is something that I've felt, and I've talked to people about because it's like I like doing photography and I like all these things, but it's like when people are like, well, you should just start a business, just start a bakery, just start a photography business. And I'm like, I will literally hate it if I have to make it my job. And, but the mm, world, because you have to make avoidance. a buck. Yeah. And it's just like, it's that, and it's also just the fact that it's like, I want to do this for joy. I want to do this because it's my expression. And, like, capitalism doesn't allow you to do that. And then you have to turn, because it's like, I mean, one of my sisters, like, went to school for music. She was, like, really good at viola. The second she started really honing in on that in, like, a, like, I'm going to make this my life kind of way, she was like, it's not... I don't like it anymore. I have to do it. I don't like it anymore. And I think that, like, watching this like being a little older like just that hit in a different way in this recent rewatch because i was like yeah of course it's like no i want to like bring joy to people and this is just selling shit because i have to because i have to make a quick buck and it's like not that there's like and i understand why people do it because there's not inherently anything wrong with that but i can see it sucking the joy out of it for people where it's just like this isn't what i was this isn't why well, i learned about, how to do this like well you know when we make uh content right like i think about this often uh it's something i'm trying to work through in my own life because I, I i like you kid and photographer doing this other stuff and trying to do this and it's like you know 
to some degree, it's like, would I love to do what I'm doing and have it generate some revenue? That would be fantastic. Yeah. But I also do feel kind of as you do, where it's like, you know, the minute I have almost an obligation to do it because I, I am, people are relying on me for it. People are paying for it. People are doing that. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't quite fill that same void. Like, again, you look at content, right? I like putting out videos. I enjoy it. I think it's a lot of fun. And I think that it's a really beautiful thing to do, to express, to connect, to share thoughts. And so many people have been really enjoying that aspect and being able to do that with people and to be able to have those moments. Fantastic. But I I don't envy people who have to feel like they have to do it to just make like there were times where I would be like, I'm just doing this to to put to put a video out yeah. to make sure I stay in the algorithm. And yeah. it's like and then it, and it's not getting views anyway. So like, you know, the thing is, it's like for me, what I learned is like I'll go through great stretches where I don't post a thing and I'll be like, but then I get back into it and kind of do that. And I'm trying to find ways that like. I'm trying to do that personally, like trying to figure out like, yeah. okay, what can I do or where does this go? How do I do this? And not being too critical of things. But yeah, this movie does hit in that way of like, you kind of think about yeah. what it, what it costs and and it does drain. Like I did, I, I was in film school for years and I, for a while, I didn't want to see new movies. Yeah. Not 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 because I didn't love them, but because I felt like, and this is a this is another thing too that like, this film doesn't touch on. But since we're on the subject of it, it was the discussion around it that I didn't like. I didn't like the idea of like everybody's talking about this film. I don't, I don't want to. I, um, I don't want to. I don't yeah. want to part. I don't want to participate. Like I don't want to. I'd rather have the times when I saw a film, it was mine. I got to discover it and share it with others mm -hmm. or have this little thing. And it was just so, so few and far between that. I was just like, I just don't know. I don't, I don't want to like, you know, like yeah. it, it was just a thing. It's, it's rough. And I feel like it hits with like so many different things. It's like when you and I were talking the other day about like video games and stuff, and even just like with, video games it's like we were talking about dragon age and i'm like everyone hates dragon age 2 because it was rushed because they forced people to work on it too long you get like the cgi people on marvel movies and everyone shits on them and it's like well i couldn't make it good you gave me a day to do it like mm -hmm. and now you're just like attacking me because the cgi is not that good but you forced me to get and it's just like this passion that people have to make good things, to make art, to make these beautiful things that people love. And then like bad. capitalism just comes in and fucking ruins it because they're like, well, we have to make money right now today. And it's like, okay, well, I don't have time to make a product that I care about and love because I feel like, and I've noticed this and like, cause I'm a cosplayer and I've noticed this with like cosplayers where, and I'm very casual at it, but there are people that are like, that's their main thing is they cosplay. And it's like, I haven't read this book yet, but I have to cosplay this character because otherwise I'm not going to get views. And then it's like, you're not doing anything because you love it. You're doing it because you feel like you have to, and it's not fair. And this is not me attacking the people that do that. It's me attacking it's the system as a whole that yeah. makes people feel like they have to do that shit. Where it's like, if you go three weeks and you don't want to make a video, you shouldn't have to. You should be able to just wait and make something quality that you give a shit about. Yeah, like, there's, there's, there's a guy... Like, 
there's a guy that we talk about on here. He's a friend of the show. We haven't had him on yet, but uh, we I got a chance to sit down and talk with him at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, Artur, um, he's mm -hmm. on YouTube. Guys, check him out. He's awesome. He just he did an Indiana Jones and... video essay that was brilliant. Oh, oh, I'm still watching. I was literally watching that today, and he's yeah, like, "Have awesome. you seen any any of his videos, Kit?" I haven't. I'm going to though because I oh, love a video guy, essay like so much. If you like the Clone Wars series, he, is brilliant. He, his Clone Wars okay. series is a comfort video. Rebels, he's done. My favorite was Bad Batch. Yeah. Was the his video actually made me at the time when I I liked the Bad Batch. His video made me love it because when you realize mm -hmm. the nuance that's in that show, he does such a great job of portraying what I see in that show. So, that's all so shout brilliant. out to him. If there's yes, one thing you do, follow those. Kit. Follow uh, follow him. And um, but Artur does something interesting where he won't do videos every week, every hell, even mo every month. Yeah, he'll he but he makes these hour long documentaries, essentially, mm -hmm. that are such high quality that I feel like it's a special day. Yeah. When I get to right. sit down and watch one of his videos. And, his, you know, that's the thing Wars, that I think. Um, is, uh, series. Yeah, go ahead. Everybody in there for a sec. Um, he's a Clone Wars series is across three videos. Um, and each one is like an hour 20. Uh, like it's, it's like nearly four hours of content where he's explaining That's... the history of Clone Wars, its ups and its wow. downs and how it disappeared and then came back and how it, like it's it's very in-depth. That's and so it's incredible. cool. I mean, it, he basically makes these things documentaries. And that's, that's kind like of when you're talking. That's a passion project. What? Like, that's and, beautiful. And I've talked with him about it, and he talks about, like, you know, um, he's been able to now, with his Patreon and things, been able to kind of make enough money and revenue to be able to kind of do it, not full-time, but to be able to actually make it a priority yeah. to do things. Mm -hmm. And that, and it was very interesting talking with him about that. And uh, lovely, lovely guy. And it just, it, it made me think about when, when you were talking, it's like, I just, I think that the world... And this film shows it. People got to pay rent. People got to do it, and they would yeah. they would much yeah. prefer to do something that they love and do it than something that they don't understand, don't care for, don't do things there. However, people take advantage of that. It's kind of why you're seeing mm -hmm. the writer strike right now. Yeah. There's a ton of yeah. people, myself included, who would drop anything to write for a TV show and will and will take pennies mm. because they're passionate about it, but they mm -hmm. shouldn't have to. Exactly. Like, you know, like it's, it's a thing of like, people have just ran on that for so long that mm. it's just ridiculous. Kit was talking previously, um, about, uh, particularly like visual effects artists and how they obviously have a passion for things. And you look at things like, you know, MCU films that like, yeah, in, in the grand scheme of things, like the timeline's quite low and it means that things can't look as good. And I was thinking about how I don't think, I don't think it's very often that you would come across any creative that doesn't want to make the best thing possible, right? And that's yeah. why sometimes yeah. you look at some MCU projects or even some projects that come out in Star Wars or these things that, you know, huge, you know, there's there's a, an overseer that's kind of making everything, right? And you can kind of see um, where these people may be, like, hurt a little bit by it. Um, and you look at something, um, like, I guess you can really see the difference in the kind of, projects that are made via a focus group and the project that is made via just giving somebody the free reign and the blank check to make whatever they want to make right um yeah and you get to see 
within that, I suppose specifically in like the Star Wars like universe, um, when you compare some of the newer films that go through this, um, how the Last Jedi as a project don't that do it is uh, led, Let's written it. and directed by somebody with a blank check to make just here's the universe, here's the keys, make whatever you want, compared to a Rise of Skywalker so or Force Awakens. I'm so that, tired. Um, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> feel a little bit more like, you know, yeah. Like, you, you, you feel the difference in the love of the, the craft there. Of somebody For going, sure. I love this universe so much that I want to just pour everything into it. And then you have the other side of it of like, we want to. you to love this universe so much so we're going to show oh, you the things yeah. that we want you to love about it as opposed to just showing you why i love it this and that's where projects going, like andor as yeah. well, tony gilroy coming in and going like i'm not showing you your star wars i'm showing you my star wars and my passion and that's why it works yeah. and bad batch is like that yeah. as well um yeah and that's why mm -hmm. those projects stand above you know early mando for me was a bit like that as well i was kind of i like, agree this feels like it feels like old samurai story like space western it's a yes. western this is yeah. sick this is lone wolf and cub let's go and then when it becomes hey guys remember the star wars remember this the star remember wars? this thing like, yeah like, mm -hmm. i to, yeah, this is like a huge thing about lord of the rings trilogy versus the hobbit because the Lord of the Rings trilogy was a passion project. The oh, Hobbit yeah. was Warner Brothers looking at Peter Jackson like, "You've got, you got to do this, you got to do that." And like, obviously, I'm not giving it 100. percent Like, obviously, Peter Jackson like made choices, whatever. But it's like you can tell that there was a lot of studio interference with those movies yeah. versus Lord of the Rings. And I think and they looked at something I, like the production yeah. of Lord of the Rings and saw how they did, you know, year on year on year. Um, and they're yeah. like, "That's a good way to save money. We're You're gonna, gonna do just, that again." Yeah. And when you look at the behind the scenes for the production of those films, you see like Guillermo del Toro put a lot of work into The Hobbit, like the first film, The yeah. Unexpected Journey. And that film alone, I love it. I think The Hobbit, the it's first Hobbit very good. is fucking awesome. It's like a pretty, yeah. Like, it's honestly a pretty good adaptation too. Like, and then when you But they had to stretch the, it out. Exactly. And originally it was two films, right? And then it became three. Yeah, and, and then they became you, three for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> for no need. And so like... Which I'm I don't the enjoy all of them, but <laughs> uh, my most recent again, there's a I difference between enjoying and being able to like criticize that, like, like exactly. again, like I, yeah. like I think again, we talked about the Last Jedi and these other stories. Like, like yeah, Naf and I had a long conversation about um, Force Awakens, which for a while was my favorite Star Wars film ever. Um, uh, less so now, kind of looking back at it and being like, okay. Why? Why is there's, that? There's there's a lot of st well because JJ Abrams is 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 JJ. everything we talk about. I love JJ. JJ, I have a Funko Pop of you. Why would you hurt me? And <laughs> like, uh, you know, um, why I, are you doing this? To I, I want to shoot something random in there as well. Have you guys watched the movie? Nevis? JJ, you ha you made my favorite film for the longest time. Why would you do this to me? <laughs> have you guys watched the movie <laughs> Neighbors uh, with Zac Efron and um and <gasps> yes. Okay, so yes, one yes, of yes. the funniest jokes that I've ever seen in history on a movie was in that film. And it's when they get Which the kid, movie? Uh, Neighbors. Um, Got it. Zac Efron and Seth Rogen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they get a kid and they try and get him to infiltrate the thing and they give him these glasses and he looks at himself in the mirror and um, Seth Rogen's uh, like wife's character goes, he looks like J.J. Abrams. And then it like hard cuts to just him looking at himself in the mirror and I was like, 
he looks like J.J. Abrams. And I just, that was like in a post-Force Awakens world where like, I didn't know what a J.J. Abrams was before and after. I just look at that. Every time yeah. I see that, fucking hilarious. Just Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so, it's so funny. Oh, my God. Um, oh, yeah. But on The Illusionist itself, right? We were talking about how... Going back, it, yeah. It is that what we, it, shows uh, listen. in depth, like you said, exactly. Like kind of what, like how the universe, by trying to prop you up, brings you down yeah oh for sure um, and it's painful i think especially as like a group of like the three of us being like creatives and even like you know my dreams and Kay's dreams of going like you know one day our name will be on that screen you know like it's gonna be something mm-hmm. we made and then it's also like okay but there's the fear of like when i get there am i gonna be the greta gerwig of it um who you watch her and she's just in love with what she does and it's the most precious thing yeah. watching her direct or do you hit it and go like oh this is real and I hate it, and it's a job, and I want to go home. Um, exactly. Like, you never and know. So, you never know where you're going to be. Yeah. There's such a big business side to Hollywood where it's like you even, like, read about, like, actors that are like, I had to do this role in order to do this role. And it's like they're even doing stuff that they don't really care about because of uh, studio demands and all those things and contracts. And it's just, like, on one hand, it's like, obviously, yeah, it's like, seems really ridiculous to complain about it because like yeah i would love to like do stuff like that but then it's like in in actuality it's like what i don't know i don't know if i want someone telling me like what i have to do at all times like it's just the it's the catch-22 it's hard and it's hard i think for artists and i another thing that i really appreciate about this movie is that it does not romanticize or glorify the starving artist it's very like it's really fucking hard actually the scene with the clown, the scene with the clown, that broke oh. me. Also, welcome Molly. He's in chat on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello to everyone. Hey um, hey yeah, I, I, I forgot. I forget we're live, and I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just it's, it's, it's okay. <laughs> no one's listening. Like, let's see, you know, the, the, bringing up back to the point of like just doing things because we enjoy it. Listen, I, I tell people the fact that we have one listener baffles me. And I'm like, you know, and I will take the fact that we have what NAF like arousing, like what, 24 on average? 24 what? People when, that listen? When you think about putting like that, yeah. those people in a room with you, though. Yeah. Like, listening to that's a lot of, i think that's like i have i i had like one really random video go viral and it was like five hundred thousand likes and i was like the i can't even fathom and that that's Same. that was like a one that was a one-off because that never happens <laughs> and i was like what the fuck is going on actually it's really crazy so when i just have yeah like if i have two people that even listen to me i'm like that's a lot of attention I, that i, I was agree. not prepared for actually part of being yeah, another part of being a creative where I feel like a lot of creatives are like, don't perceive me, but I also need you to perceive me to um, get out stuff that I want. That <laughs> line. Oh, don't don't look at a... me, but also please. Yeah. <laughs> what was this song? But it, it's one of those things where I do think it's an absolutely beautiful thing with this film. And, and again, as, as you said, it breaks your heart when you see that clown moment. Dude. And 
And then when she comes and she brings him soup, and that's why he's like, oh, okay, someone still cares about. I'm gonna cry. It's fine. You were saying something previously there too, um, uh, Kit, that reminded me of um, because we were talking about Noah Kahan before stream as well, and it was that he has a line in one of his songs, um, in in No Complaints that came out on the new album, which is, uh, I'm in love with being noticed and afraid of being seen. And when that line played, I actually like, I was like, I'm gonna be this clown right now. That's where we're at. That I'm gonna mm. puke right now. Yeah. Actually, is yeah. what I just I can't like. It's it's really difficult, and it's I just because like I was like a theater kid growing up too, where it's just like no, I love performing, but then it is when people are looking kid. at you, it's like I I am, and I love mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I feel, I, uh, but I feel that. So don't look at me. <laughs> uh, but look at me, um, but don't. Mine was. Uh, <laughs> I remember watching the productions uh, at school and being like. I wish I could be up there, but like I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So I was like that. You that was my it. part. I, I feel like now I, I would. Uh, I would love to. Oh, for um, sure. I would really, really love to be in a musical. I, I would really love that. <gasps> You'd be great in it. Which musical do you have a favorite musical? I mean, like if there was like, like not necessarily type, one that yeah. exists already, but like anything. Just like the idea of I've been and watched heaps of them now, and I've seen productions for things like you know, for example, like Les Mis here. Um, yeah. which even the production in Melbourne was incredible. And I was just like, I had a friend that like was there. You'd and... be good as Orpheus in Hadestown. I haven't seen Hadestown, so I'm not sure. <gasps> Hadestown is really good. I've only listened to the soundtrack, to be fair. I've only listened to the soundtrack. I've never seen is it, there a but it's really good. Is it that I can watch? I don't know. Uh, I don't I'm sure so. that there's definitely not a there's... bootleg somewhere on the tube of you. I'm just watching the live, yeah. My yeah. favorite musical is actually Sweeney Todd, but another really good musical Ooh. is Once because it's also. A I movie. was gonna suggest Once as well. Wouldn't Nas be so good in Once? Actually, though, I was thinking guitar? the same thing. I was like, you yeah. know, if Nas, you just got to do a Camden accent, which you kind of got. It's a movie. Yeah, Once is a film too, so you should watch it. Okay. And Fall- it's you you heard the music. song "Falling Slowly." You heard the song "Falling Slowly." Slowly. I'm not sure. Falling. It's very you probably good. Have. Um, it's one of my favorite. I love that song. It's a yeah. It's beautiful. I'll forget about that song I'm every so often, and then and it's I've seen that one live too, actually. Which was yeah. Delightful. I got a chance to see, yeah. I got a chance to see that too, and it was it's it's a beautiful. It's so good. Yeah. It's a beautiful some, some production. Kind of, like. The goal of the dream is to be part of any kind of production, I suppose. Um, but yeah. I always, I always really liked the idea of a musical because, like, I, I'm a musical person too. I like singing and I can play some stuff. I can't for dance, sure. But and like, you're good, and you're good at it. Oh, stop it! You um, are. Yeah, but uh, it's yeah. I always would have really loved to do that. Um, that'd be cool. So, Kay, if you're ever casting a musical, and you need a Mexican boy. Um, I'll play. I want to play Miguel on stage from Coco on a live stage production. Oh, go, go. Fair enough. That's so good. Uh, I when was, they eventually, uh, when they inevitably hire the white guy to do the live action Coco, <laughs> you know exactly who they in, yeah. in, def- in the defense of the people, a white guy directed the animated film. So uh, he That's did a true. great, he did a great and it's job. Good. It, like, I think as long as you... Which Listen, the, my, pe- my um, people know what they're doing. You know what I mean? But shout out to what Marley. Is, name um, one time a white person has ever done something wrong. Name one time. 
have to go. Colonization. I have to go. Um, so, uh, shout out to Marley and chat as well on the Real Lovers podcast. I got to feature um, with them yeah. like, a couple of weeks ago, and we would. He's doing the Letterboxd uh, to Top Two Fifty, and Coco was the film that I went on to talk about. So we got to talk about it's that a for a couple bit. of hours. It was a great one. Um, yes! And you guys oh can God. find that episode to stream on our page. It's actually here on on YouTube, um, and it's on. Uh, Spotify if you listen to On Demand and it's also available via the Real Lovers page directly too. It's like a crossover episode. Um, yeah, oh, and uh, Kay's going to appear on there soon and talk about another film too. Uh, that's correct. We don't know exactly Kit, what film, but I'm sure to talk about, it will be um, a delight. Marley, who's in chat, like they're doing the Letterbox Top 250. There'll be something in there you love. He's got a whole oh my gosh, okay. Google um, document where yeah. he's just got people. So jump on. He'd I love gotta you. follow that. Yeah. I gotta follow more podcasts. Yeah. All right, Marley, Marley, I'm gonna find 250, and uh, I'm gonna find which one, and we'll see when uh, we get there. Yeah, that's exciting. Um, I just oh sent him so, uh, your at, so he can uh, follow you on TikTok and reach out. For oh, sure. Exciting. And uh, so with with kind of, I want to know with you guys, like with this film um there are obviously these beautiful moments like one of my favorite things was seeing her come out in her dress and seeing about that Kim? the well yes but like uh, then also seeing, so pretty i want to die i know I it wore a, you can't know if you can see it oh my I god a fancy dress <laughs> i it's bought this for great. my friends uh beautiful. chris and emily's wedding so shout out to it's them beautiful <laughs> Yeah, Chris and Emily, in addition to the loft, you will get tagged in the social media. Chris and Emily, the loft, Buffalo Exchange in Tucson, Arizona, where I bought this dress. Exactly. So we got all of those. Let's just tag you a bay in there while we're at it. Tucson, Arizona. Just all Arizona stuff. We'll take like. We'll also tag tag ASU for no particular reason. No, we won't. No. We'll do it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I I'm just know, I, listen. I went to listen. one semester at U of A, but I have loyalties. <laughs> I, you know, the, it's a thing of I don't care about sports, but ever anytime I see somebody at my work, Do anytime my... I see a, I see a, a a wildcat, I always just say, "Well, the bathrooms are over there," and I just, like, <laughs> and I just that's more Do of a visual like, really... gag for people yeah. to get it. Two of my dearest friends graduated from ASCO, so and I don't care about sports, so I don't. Oh, I, don't really I didn't. Care, but... Thank you. I'm. I'm like. I'm so glad that we're oh considered God, that close. Yeah. But like, wow. Listen, if it were MySpace days, top eight, you guys, top eight. I'll That's take top eight. eight. Listen, I, I, I always say three or nothing. Uh, you know, just you know, third or nothing. Listen, you know, you're if not you going to get first. first it's well, listen, listen. If you're if you're not going to be first, don't be second because second means you just weren't first. And then third is at least you got the top three, so it's like an honor to be nominated. So you got to yeah, just kind of get you got to go for third. Makes yeah. sense. Uh, and so, speaking of things that came in third, uh, let's talk about the illusionist. <laughs> and so, no uh, awards. <laughs> this movie. This movie. Uh, now, like the thing about the beauty of this film is how visually driven it is. The fact that mm -hmm. this film, as you said, dialogue ain't important. The visuals are. You could like you could watch this whole film on mute. You'd miss the incredible score, but you could. And it's beautiful. Like just everything that they do, every little detail. They're just so goddamn good at what that they do here, and it's why I love the nuance of 
you know foreign animation and kind of the idea mm-hmm. of like it's why it's like like for me uh naf brought up visions earlier one of the most brilliant things lucasfilm has done was doing visions uh just from a standpoint of giving these these animation houses a chance to have a big platform and uh one thing that i just haven't got a chance to watch season two because i'm like i just want to be able to sit down and watch the animation and it's it's tough because i just want to radio listen to it all and it's like and it's like i can't do that it's animation like part of the art is watching it (laughs) yeah it's it's i yeah animators do not give enough do not get enough love first of all and or pay oh or pay and you can tell such an all-encompassing story with animation even yeah. without the dialogue even without the music Cause it's like you said it's like you can you can get a gist of like what's going on in this movie like just watching it on mute because mm-hmm. you're like because they they put so Every much detail, detail in it like, we've yeah. talked at length about animation um, yeah. sorry you go first kate and then i'll touch on no you thing. go you go now i think we were going to make the same point i would love to yeah. hear you say it well um you and i particularly have talked at length about how animation in particular is like my favorite medium and i don't think we've actually talked about uh like where that came from originally because um, my older brother um, was crazy into animation and we watched a lot of stuff together. And at a certain oh. point he started animating and I was like, I want to oh, do that man. too. And so like, I've actually tried my hand at it. Um, I've done like a little bit of animation in my time, which has been like mm-hmm. cool. You know, like, I don't know if you guys ever used Newgrounds when you were younger uh, for like flash animation. Um, but no. we'd use like stop like, motion or no, not stop motion. We do sprite animation. So you'd take like, the sprites that they use for video games like legend of zelda or mario or pokemon or stuff like that and Uh, you would use the existing kind of setups that they have to animate them into doing things gotcha Um, okay yeah so um i've done a little bit of like that in my time um and so i've enjoyed animating too and i was always kind of like i wish i could do more of that but i just i wasn't i wasn't amazing at it to be honest and i didn't have the patience to like really sink my fingers in but uh-huh. again it, it like it goes to show that like when you're animating something like just nothing happens by accident like nothing there's just something so yeah. um and that's why even in uh like films um i love seeing stop motion elements and i love seeing miniature elements because i'm like you know star wars in its early days like miniatures it's like yeah i know you're still filming in in, in real life but like nothing is an accident and i think we talk a lot about how yeah. some of the greatest directors your spielbergs your scorsese's like the way that they work and how they work so well is they're solving problems on the day they're going um okay this didn't work or this person didn't show up or like we need to shoot again or you know what it might look better if i move the camera here instead it's like you don't like in the animation it's like you get there's still your, your imperfections yeah and yeah. you kind of you you make it work um and everything that you look at is there with some kind of intention because it's had to be made for and obviously that gets even bigger with your stop motion which i'm really excited for us to get to um kubo and the two strings hopefully in a few weeks as well Kay, because i reckon you're gonna love mm-hmm. that but i love yeah. that movie oh my gosh yeah it's a good one i it's love stop motion i love stop motion mm. stop motion is stop the motion reason is I'm, I'm a filmmaker did i tell it's, you that story did i, I tell you story? Tell no since yeah, uh, so stop motion is the reason I'm a filmmaker. Uh, the reason that I am even here right now in LA um, or in just in this life in general was I was a fan of movies, but I, I was really into Lego as a kid, uh, what a, a Lego kid. And, um, you know, I 
I found that I was on Lego.com often because it was like, uh, you know, early days when you're like your parents have like allow you to be on like a few websites, but don't give you full reign of the computer yet because, you know, you're a kid. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, they they know what you would try to find. And it's like, and so uh, the thing is, um, one of the things that, uh, oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, uh, Eliana popped in with ASU as a surprisingly good hockey team. And uh, like. share an arena with an NHL team. Yep. Well, wow. hey, listen. Well, you, guys, you, know, listen. Yeah, you guys talking about ASU. Heard that before. Listen, forks up, baby. Forks up. Listen, and... but, 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 to, but to the point of the animation. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, love y'all. Uh, <laughs> Anyone that can survive this heat deserves my love and care. So. Honestly, very true. <laughs> and so, uh, but like, you know, my, what happened was I essentially, um, I, I kept seeing these stop motion Star Wars videos, uh, like with Legos and it was really well done. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And at some point, my neurospicy ass was like, okay, um, I could do that. And my dad had a cassette tape camera because I, this is where the neurospicy comes in. I didn't understand that it was a lot of times done with an editing software where people will take the still photos. Mm -hmm. uh, so what I did was because I didn't know that. My dad's camera was an old cassette tape camera, which meant it kind of just always was running. I taught myself how to do stop motion by, instead of taking pictures, taking seconds of on a tape. So I was editing all in camera. And yeah. I... And and I have ADHD. I have all this stuff there. And it was one of the things yeah. where my parents, my parents realized at some point that I was meant to do this because I couldn't sit still for a long time. I couldn't do a lot of that stuff. But then I would spend an hour because this was one of the first times also as a kid. I tried it once, was so like frustrated with how long it took. And, I, and so you saw like a couple of seconds where they moved by themselves. And then I would just move them with my hands and just kind of uh -huh. do this all in a long take. But it was the one time I would watch it back and I would say, I can do it better. And I would do the same story over and over and over again, trying new things to do it. And I got to a point where I basically, I remember doing one without my hands where I had two things turn, look at each other, bow, and then do this. And it looked like it did it on its own. And I was like, mm -hmm. ah, wow, that looks <laughs> like how it does in other things. Weird. Um, and, but then I started experimenting and the best part about it was as a kid, all I needed was a couple of hours and the camera. And I would just spend incredible amounts of time. Yes, Naf, don't take it there. Um, but like, all I needed was just a, like, to take a couple of seconds, like, and my parents were just shocked that I could take five hours for five seconds of <laughs> like, it work. reminds me of the um the scene in Parks and Rec, um where he's depressed oh, yeah. at home and he's like, I've been working on this for ages, and then he's like, play. Would a depressed like, guy do this? Yeah. Would a depressed guy do this? <laughs> just have it. Just him get up and then just yeah, you're absolutely right. That was how it felt, but that that's the reason I started making films. I started doing that's that, and, and then 
uh, I started realizing that I could apply that. And when I learned about early film history, I found out that that's basically what the Lumiere brothers and what people did was basically just trying shit going, yeah. Oh shit. If you cut the camera and you just go over here, it fools you into thinking that it happened. What a thing. And just what? kind of, and, and, and it's like, but the thing that I felt very proud of was as a kid, I was discovering all this. Like I, mm -hmm. it was, it was like me figuring it out. And I feel like that's what animation allows you to do is you can do it essentially by yourself. Like not these, 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 but like you see animators and there, it just, it requires, as you said, just a talent. Mm. Everything requires, cause yeah. how could you not? You're working on seconds yeah. at a time. You think about Spider Verse just came out. Hearing how long it took them to make that movie, that and how like production. a lot of this, <laughs> and and also like you're hearing a lot about how that production was handled, and again, the capitalist nature of it. Mm. Now I get it, but I'm also like, it's annoying because you look far, at it and people? you go like, it worked, it's perfect, <laughs> but but was this, it worth it? Was it worth it? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. I. I... I also think with animation, it's just that thing where it's like, obviously, like, there's so many things you can do, like, in real life, too, and with CGI and stuff, if you have the budget to do it. But, like, with animation, it's really, like, anything you want, basically. Like, really, imagination is, like, yeah. truly do so I, much stuff. I just started a and show that's on why Netflix. I like when it's this and it's not trying to go for super realistic. Mm. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. this is animation for a reason. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, and I just, uh, I was saying that I, I just started a show on Netflix called The Midnight Gospel. Have either of you guys watched this? No. Shut up, dude. Let, mm, I love really? that show so much. It's oh so good. Have God, you finished dude. it yet? Because I'm the last the episode, episode made me weep. Yeah, I'm really terrified <laughs> okay. for the last episode. Please, but, please message so, me about it. Okay, I definitely sorry, will. I didn't mean to so, scream. No, no, that is... I, I'm so glad because I've, I I've love watched it. it this, that and was I can't just believe... your visceral reaction to that. <laughs> needs I to be clipped like I, I can't believe that i came show. across this show um like it was there was a tiktok video of uh duncan trussell um just talking mm -hmm. about stuff and i was like wow he's like really he gets it that's wild and, mm -hmm. and then in mm -hmm. the thing it was like the midnight gospel and i was like i think that's a show i looked it up i started watching it and Kay, i'll tell you and for the listeners as well the premise of the show it's so wild because it's scripted, but it's not scripted. What it is, is mm -hmm. he's literally sitting down. He's doing this. He has a podcast episode with somebody. Yeah. And they just talk about uh, the nature of life and death and these really profound things. And then they animate it. Like, think uh, Dan Harmon and Harmon Quest, like that kind of vibe. Um, where okay, they basically take the attention. audio from the podcast and they turn it into a, a, a show. Um, the most just shit. extravagant yeah. animation, and exactly. they have these crazy deep conversations. And this, I this think insane my stuff and I happening in the background all one night. Yeah, yeah. there's so much crazy stuff happening in the background, and somehow Dude, I want to mm -hmm. do that with. Uh, I want to do that with. That's kind of bruising bullshit. Was maybe we should do like I don't know pints in philosophy. I don't know. Like <laughs> the, thing uh, is, like, the thing that's really weird about these episodes, and and what makes it really special to me and unique, and like I've never seen anything like it, is that while it feels like just a conversation that we're having at the same time, there's a story in the episode and I'm like, I don't know 
how to how did you do this? Did you sit down for the podcast episode and have like cue cards of like and at this point the person's going through the machine and turning into meat? Like I have no idea how they did. It's so unique. <laughs> or yeah, or the was main it character. Just, like I listened back and like yeah. I listened back and I just started. Did we go back and edit constructing it, and it in like my head? This... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so. It seems like yeah, almost it's a a conversation that they had on the podcast. And then he takes that, writes an episode around it, and then comes back and goes, let's have the same conversation again, but I've added in stuff that happens in the background. That's what it feels like. Um, but I reckon mm -hmm. he would really like it, Kay. And it asks a lot of really I think so. deep yeah. philosophical existential questions that, um, that yeah, that, that kind of suit the way your brain You had me at existential. Yeah. yeah. But that being said... <laughs> um, we come back and we wrap around um, Illusionist quite a bit. And one of the things that I love about this kind of, um, Marley says, poignant pint podcast. That's a good idea. Um, but That is what we're going to do. The thing that uh, that's I love the name. That's the name. That's, I'm writing it down. <laughs> but the thing that I love about animation, animated movies, is that like it's really impossible to take an animated film at face value and just go like that's what it is you can't have a conversation about it without going it feels like this and it reminds me of this and the artist that worked yes. on that also worked on this and where did he get the influence from because all animators learn from one another and so it kind of like animation for me even though it's the least realistic uh like you know art form i suppose in terms of the visual media also feels like the most realistic because it mm-hmm it is a parallel to like real life and the experiences that you have and the people that you meet and how you learn and take on things from the people around you and that becomes you through your art. Um, and it's so just like the easiest way, I think, to express those like thoughts that you can't really like, I don't know, like it's it's difficult sometimes to be like, this is how I'm feeling, how do I get that across? And you yeah. can do whatever you want in animation mm. to get that across. So yeah. I, that's why other, I love um, animation too. Yeah, and seeing other like, um, what's the word? Uh, can't think of the thing like universe i suppose like star wars through visions and marvel through like um what if and things like that like you can see that the creativity it has its space here and i think particularly something like star wars visions is where that stands out a lot um well yeah. star wars but, animation in general has yeah, been, yeah. always been a cut above even the films themselves mm. like uh you know like the the animation there like the thing with the animation is animation I think is thought of as one thing when animation in by its very nature can be anything you fucking want yeah, it to be. It's endless. Yeah. Like I still have wanted to do this for the, a long time. I just don't know how I've wanted to do something about imagination and the concept of imagination for the longest time. I, but I'm like, I want, that only exists with animation. Do. You couldn't do that in live action. Yeah. But, the, but, the, but the thing is I'm like, it has to be animated. And it has to be like I don't think it's a story. I think it's more of like an experimental documentary. That's midnight drama. gospel. That is midnight gospel. You what you're talking love about midnight right gospel. Now. You have no. I don't to need to hear it. more people take my ideas. <laughs> um, no, but it's different. But it's I will same. listen to. I will. <laughs> but I will stay in my blissful ignorance, thinking I had a damn through, good idea. Through our um, <laughs> through us jumping more, so. from um point For A sure. to B to Z. Um, we have kind of covered yeah. <laughs> most of the things we usually talk about. We've done favorite moments and call-outs. Outside of the feeling of existential dread that it gives you, I don't think the three of us have any negatives or notes for the film. Um, and I don't. I will absolutely be recommending this film to anyone that I thing. hate. I will say one thing. Like, it's not a big negative. It's an understandable, but it was a heel turn that I didn't see coming. 
the guy really becomes an asshole towards the end. Like he kind of is just like like the 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 main guy. Like kind of just will go kind of no, goes I like. This, I I had the same sort of like when we were watching it. I was like, it's weird because it's like I I I when I first watched it, I was viewing it through the eyes of Alice, the girl, and then growing older, I was kind of viewing it through the eyes of the magician himself. Sure. And so I kind of have this full full circle where i was just like i totally get why i get why he just like gave up and was just like i can't do this anymore and i get it because it's like you go through so much of just being drained and seeing also just and then it's also the 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 ventriloquist guy he walks by him and gives he's like on the streets too and so it's just like the world is draining him so much but I also was viewing it from the eyes of like that innocent girl that it's just like, why would you like you just abandoned me and mm -hmm. you but it's almost like he didn't abandon her until he knew that like he knew she was going to be taken care of, though, because you also see her like with the person she's with. And I don't know that he would have abandoned her if he thought she was going to be by herself. But I For think sure. he was like she's going to be taken care of and I can't do this anymore. And so it's just all around that kind of like and I think it made it a little bit more realistic but I get what you're saying where I was also just like, and then he just leaves with this note and it's just like leaves. And then he gets rid of his bunny rabbit. And it's really sad. <laughs> like the bunny rabbit. I was like, Oh damn. Like, that's just like, you know, I feel like that was so metaphorical and that it's just like, I'm oh, officially yeah. letting this go. This is done. Truly. I'm letting it go. Yeah. And, and, and there is a beauty to it, but also like a pain there. And it, it, it is a thing of like, I see it. I understand his journey. But it was even like his alcohol abuse. Like, I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like it's just, it's not like, like, I mean, you could argue that it's, it's just one it's night. Starving and the struggling artist. It's, it's, and yeah. it's like, yeah, and I he get it. He an asshole in the end, and you're absolutely and right. And it doesn't, I, yeah, I, and it doesn't romantic, yeah, it's another thing that I appreciate because I said this earlier where it's like it doesn't romanticize that starving artist thing where it's just like, no, it's fucking hard, and you're probably going to get some vices, and you might end up alone because it's just, rough and it's not this yeah. beautiful like poetic thing and it, i mean it is poetic but it's not is it worth it i don't know like that's one of the things it's I like not about it's movie. never yeah. yeah like to me to me I, I i think that it's not worth it and i don't think it's the artist's fault like i mean i don't think either of us are saying any of us are saying that but it's like yeah. it, it's, it's a tough thing because i don't think that a starving artist's life is worth it it's not romantic mm. it's bullshit mm -hmm. and it denies people the basic living sensibilities to to create things that we all enjoy anyway that yeah. the thing is it's not like now maybe you can argue with some of his stuff like maybe these close-up magic shows there's not as much for that but like writing in general or things like that like anything frankly no artist should deserve to be struggling mm. and you know yeah. just being able to have the programs and things like that it's just it it makes me sad it makes me upset and I think this film's a brilliant idea of uh, of explaining explaining that. Yeah, and it's just like well, I, and there's always that argument of just like well, if everyone just had their needs met, like they wouldn't work. And I'm like, they would work. They would work on art. They would work on these beautiful things that the world needs. Of course like, they would. We learn. We what do you mean? So much from art. Like, what are you talking about? People wouldn't what do, do this. They would create. You know more. how much I shit would I would be more. making like, if I didn't yeah. have to worry about where my next check was coming from. Yeah, exactly. It's just that thing where it's like, I mean, I'm like have an interview on Monday. You know how many IG88 like, simp like, videos I could make in a day? You know how much? Like, like, this, listen, we all like, if I had all this spare time, do you know how many times I could uh, DM Tony Dalton? 
Do you do you know how many times this is Keegan? He's... I would have not so much a, time. Not a, not not as enough as I can. Like um, let me but tell you. I want to say um like we have oh we've got somebody coming in and chat as well so we'll cover that point in a bit as well. But I like, think also I'm sorry my phone died so my TikTok live died and I didn't oh, notice that my phone oh, was that's crazy. Back. We didn't even my notice dad. you were gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Leanne says that even from a non-artist, they love their job. Um, and I think that for a lot of people, they're going to kind of have that too. Um, like there's got to be a bit of balance there. Like there's aspects of my job that I really love as well. Um, they say they'd still go to work. It would just be nice to know the bills would be covered, which, yeah, I think that that's right. The ability yeah. to oh my gosh, take also. a little bit of mental capacity out of I need to do this and I, I get to do it and I want to do it is huge. Yeah. Um, what, also, what, I don't know because I'm not on there? the as well. What were you gonna say? I'm not on the YouTube chat, but that might be my friend Leanne, who is a nurse, and she's really cool. So shout out Leanne. Well, <laughs> I, I was about to say, welcome to the chat, Leanne. We haven't seen your name pop up before, so thank you so much for joining us today. Also, I'm sorry that I just shouted you out. If you didn't want, to. I just got excited. Listen, sorry. <laughs> um, but well, listen, I was gonna shout this person of... out regardless, but I will, I will now, and I will. Like, I wasn't gonna embarrass the person, but now. That's the goal. It's kind well, of like when I'm working at that, a restaurant and someone tells me that it's somebody's birthday. It's like, well, I'm going to make your life a living hell. Like, just oh, no. like, so, so wrapping, wrapping that yeah. around, um, we've covered, uh, especially in this last couple of minutes, right some, <laughs> hey, never mind. Just keep going. I was going to say like Shh. in the last five minutes or so, it's we've fine. covered some deep, dark existential stuff. We've covered a little bit on how the world needs to change so that art can prevail and we can all be happy as, you know, artists that aren't starving. Um, and so I think that that's a really good place to kind of start wrapping up a little bit because we seem to have covered most of what we can with this film. Um, and I want to say thanks for um, destroying my life, Kit, um, before this movie this and this movie in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always a pleasure to have you on board. You're another, you know... Um, one with the if our lives alum. are going to be destroyed, we love that it's you that's doing it. Exactly. Yay! Yeah. This is what I'm here for, so happy to help. So <laughs> why don't you tell um, our lovely listeners a little bit on where they can find you, um, what they can expect to find when they do, because uh, every person here should be following Amiria Place. For sure. Uh, thank you. Uh, so you can find me, I post the most on TikTok, Amiria Place, and again, I, I do a lot of varying things. I talk about books. I talk about movies. I talk about video games. I fight bigoted people, uh, which I shouldn't, but listen. Uh, I like yeah. when you stitch somebody sometimes, who's insanely religious and I'm like, I'm ready. Let's go. Sometimes I get a little, sometimes I get a little spicy. Uh, so there's just that, but uh, yeah, lots spice. of cosplay, um, a lot of just chatting. Uh, you can also find me. I do have a YouTube um, I do have an Instagram. Instagram is a merrier place. YouTube is also a merrier place. I don't have a lot of stuff on my YouTube right now, but I am filming a playthrough of uh, my canon playthrough of Dragon Age. So if you are a Bioware <laughs> fan, if you're into playing video games, I'm going to be posting more videos of my playthrough of the first, second, and third games leading up to hopefully the fourth one coming out at some point. But yeah, that, you can follow me on TikTok and I... Also, if you love Tolkien, follow me on TikTok because I will absolutely talk to you about Tolkien anytime, any day. I love Lord oh, yeah. of the Rings the most, but I have a lot of, uh, I'm ADHD, so I have a lot of uh, interests. So that's all. Enough. Goodbye. I don't, know, I don't know if I showed you this last time, Kit, but like, look at this. So this is my little like Lord of the Rings corner. So I've got this copy. Oh my gosh. Rings, all three books in one. 
And then in there, so beautiful. Is Smog? Production thing. This is the baby Smog. Yes. Hey, show. I have that one too. And then up here, I've got the all these books by David Day, which are the um, Tolkien dictionary. Yes, I don't have all those, but I have. Yeah, I have that top one. Um, I love. Yeah, that's beautiful. A little bit. Oh, yeah. A vibe of going. I want to get all of his books, and I. Got it's just a bunch of them. Beautiful. I love yeah. all those. Yeah, I need to buy more of those. But yeah, and if and I love talking about any of that stuff. So if you're just like, even if you're just like, hey, here's my Dragon Age playthrough, and I played as that, please message me. I will talk to you about it. Didn't I hours, literally so. had like an hour, like a couple hour long conversation about that the other day? I love and it's, Dragon Age stuff. It, it, also, also, if Kit ever does lives or has these things there, as you can tell already, Kit is one of the best conversationalists i've had like spook hit like truly like 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 hi I, i'm here I, as well i don't bullshit well neff i i said what i said and, um, you know, uh, just... my point stands uh and so at like just like real talk it is always a pleasure when we have you on here. Like you're, you're, you're oh. just always just so funny and so charming and so lovely and it's just one of those things of it's all you always bring such interesting choices that provoke the best conversations and it, i love getting off topic with you it's so I, much we fun. do it so well you know i love, we do it I love so hanging well. out with you guys yeah we do it so well i love chatting with you guys it always just feels like and it's weird because i haven't met you guys in real life but it always just feels like i'm just hanging with my buds hey, I will think of other sad movies to make y'all watch. For oh, sure. for sure. <laughs> and we have we check have out. a little bit to go before then, so check we got a couple yeah. more in, in the chamber. Um, check out after. I, I think we all have. Son. I will. I will. You know, yeah. I'll message you. I think that goes. that might be. I think that might be our next one because I think it's about time I watch After Sun just so you can just shut up about it. <laughs> just yeah. I've like... got to watch it too, so please do, and then I'll be in the chat like being just and this reminds me of this movie that's not related let's talk about that and get you guys off topic via the chat next time yeah. talking about after sun mm -hmm. <laughs> so, oh yeah, for um, sure well you guys can find me at on second thought um across most platforms the easiest way to do it is on second thought on instagram and then using the link tree to find anywhere else so tiktok youtube and obviously you've got our youtube channel for one with the films as well and one with the films has its own pages as well so if you follow either one of us um definitely go and follow one with the films on tiktok and instagram so you can get information directly from the stream of the podcast um and then you can also see me and um keegan doing our own things where we talk about different stuff as well um so i talk about a lot of star wars I talk a lot about movies and tv um and i simp over a sarge ventress um and any other dangerous looking woman um that could probably kill me i'm interested as you should um yeah, yeah. it's, it's mm -hmm. i'm there i'm there but um yes yeah, so that's a little bit of where you can find me uh and Kay, why don't you round us out here bud like where can we find you and then um yeah you can close out well here's the thing so uh well yeah you guys can find me at movie man opinions i am on instagram tiktok obviously we have the youtube channel uh which was one with the films which previously used to be my channel that uh, i have a lot of other reviews on there if you're interested in doing that and I'm very excited to be able to talk more about you guys. I just have started sharing a little bit about my pride journey and about my uh, coming out as a bi, bi romantic ace uh, man and talking hey. a little bit more about that. I am talking about D&D &D as well as just life in general. I am trying my best to just try to take a lot of the thoughts that I, I have up here that uh, typically only 
naff years because I make them. And uh, mm-hmm. like, uh, I really want to embrace being able to share a little bit more about that with you guys. But you can hear me uh, talk about Bad Batch uh, and pretty much anything. And uh, and with regards to the podcast, guys, please share these videos. If you enjoy it, let us know. Get in the comments, subscribe. It really helps us out, as you know. Uh, I assume you do. And thank you for those of you who continue to watch. It's just been delightful to be able to be able to share this with you. Obviously, Kit, thank you once again for spending your night with us and having a great time. We are thank just you. so and and this film was incredible. Definitely oh. go and watch it, guys. It's available on app, like you can rent it on Apple TV. Uh, I saw on like Red Box, it might be free, but Red Box is weird. So, I, I, I Red Bo- Red Box knows what it did to me. And so I made so um, little money, so you should give it your money. (laughs) It's it's debatable. Like it's it's a blockbuster thing. I want to go and demo the director just just directly, just like hey, he's like yeah. Okay, if parlez-vous français, Venmo. Um, And so bonjour, 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 bonjour. Look, how's Raglan been? Okay. Uh, well, so anyway, here's the thing. You guys can find us over here. And as my friend Raglan says, an old apple. <laughs>